This is Adam Gorney with the Respect My Decision podcast this week with a very special guest, former four-star wide receiver, Amon Richards. And <laughs> it might feel like football's a, a long way away from you, but what do you remember of those days as, as being a recruit and kind of going through the process and, and dealing with all that stuff, especially down in South Florida? Yeah, it was really fun. Um, I'm kind of just not as you said, I'm thinking back, like, you know, <laughs> going on the visits, uh, all the coaches, like, calling and texting every day. You know, um, you know, fans and stuff at you on Twitter trying to get you to come to their school. So uh, it was fun times. It was fun. It's definitely one of those like once in a lifetime experiences. Was it was it always going to be Miami for you? Was it was it going to be tough to beat those guys for you? Or, or how did that kind of progress through the recruiting process? Yeah. So uh, I remember at one point, you know, I was pretty much, you know, well tied. I was all Alabama. And then uh, Coach Rick got hired at UM. And I just remember on my Georgia visit when I went to the camp in the summertime, uh, I just remember how nice he was and just how structured it felt. And um, just like everyone, how everyone uh, respected him, you know, at uh, at the uh, campus. So uh, I would say once he got hired at Miami, I was just kind of like, hold on, let me take a step back and see who they're bringing in and see what's their plans going forward. And, um, you know, I talked to Coach Rick and then Coach Dugas came around and um, we talked for like, you know, couple weeks and I was just like yeah I think this is the place you know it just made sense you know I felt like all the right pieces at the time definitely uh came together um or else I was definitely going to Bama so yeah yeah what's that like going through the recruiting process one saying no to Nick Saban must have not been easy but but then you get you know a new coach in there kind of a new spirit and a new new excitement and then then it's you're in your own head about what what you should probably be doing right yeah so um Saying no to Coach Saban obviously is hard. I mean, the fact that he came to my house personally and was on my couch eating pizza, you know, just kind of having that relationship built up um, and then to have to say, like, you know, um, I'm going to stay home and go to the Canes, I think. It wasn't it wasn't easy, but um, I think uh, when, you, when you realize, you know, the decision at the end of the day uh, is for you and that, you know, a lot of these coaches, they've been doing it for, you know, 20-plus years, you know, so – they're not going to lose sleep at night over this, but you can right. definitely change your family's future, you and your family's future, you know, forever, you know, based on this decision. So I was like, you know, let me, that's the only time I say like recruits have to be selfish and really think about put themselves first in their family. So it was hard, but um, end of the day, you know, I looked at that decision. Um, I'm actually, you know, still to this day grateful, you know, I made that decision. Yeah. Yeah. You, you get to Miami and, and things are going well. And then the neck injury happens. And yep. what, how, First of all, how did how did it happen? What do you remember of it? And, and just how petrified is that situation, you know? Yeah, so I remember I was it was like going into uh, like that season. We were going to play LSU. And I remember like that whole camp. Um, I just remember just having just a lot of pain. Usually, you know, like stingers is part of football and stuff like yeah. that. But it was like happening a lot often. And the pain was lasting a lot longer. So it didn't really feel like, you know, normal. So I was like, went got to the game and I just wasn't feeling right. Um, and then I, after the game, I was like, I told uh, Vinny, cause it was like, I kind of kept it to myself the whole time, you know, the year before I had, I was fighting injuries the whole year with my torn hamstring and stuff like that. So I really didn't want to come into the next year. Like, all right, here we go again. So I kind of was like not saying anything about it, but then it's just something was like, I got to speak up about it. So I did went, got checked up on and then doctors just like, yeah, you shouldn't be playing. Um, with that, you know, or, you know, at any moment, you know, you can uh, break your neck or, you know, have permanent nerve damage, stuff like that. So I was just like, you know, I made the decision. I was like, yeah, this, you know, I, I shouldn't be playing and he wasn't going to claim me anyway. So 
I was just like, you know, so it really happened overnight. I remember it was that night we were at the doctor uh, and then I called, I got back to campus and then I ran into one of the coaches and I told him, you know, then obviously I had a doctor tell my dad cause I couldn't tell him, you know, so yeah. I already knew what type of decision, you know, it was how it was going to impact the family. So I was just like, you know, but it was tough at the time for sure. How important is that though? Like, like you said, you don't want to be the guy that's always injured, that always yeah. has to deal with that stuff. But you also have to advocate for yourself, especially with injuries that could affect literally the rest of your life, right? I mean, how, what's that balance that you have to strike? It's hard, right? Because you're, you know, how it is. You kind of, I want to say pressured, but the tough stigma, you know, in football is like, you know, um, if you're injured, you still got to play, you know, stuff like that. I think it's important for, you know, athletes to kind of, listen to their bodies and understand, you know, cause I know plenty of guys that go out and they're to this day dealing with permanent injuries that they sustained during football days that probably could have been prevented or maybe they sat out a game or two or maybe a year or whatever the case may be that, you know, once their playing days are done, they might not be affected by those injuries, you know? So, um, you know, it's hard, you know, cause it's like, bar it's a barbaric sport, you know, yeah. um, testosterone you know, all the guys banging around all day you don't want to be the weak link you know so uh i know plenty of guys that's they play injured i know guys that is playing through torn labrums i know guys that play through torn hamstrings high ankle sprains you know um i mean cracked ribs all type of stuff you know you hear so um i mean i would just advise them you know just continue just take care of your body try to get checked up on and just you know try to take care of yourself because once the playing days are over with you know uh you know, in the real world, no one can go out, you know, throw you a football pass here. So you got to live with whatever you, you know, you put your body through once once those days are over. So so you deal with that news that you're not going to play football anymore, which obviously has to be very heartbreaking. But did you always have that entrepreneurial spirit or did you say, you know, now I have to figure something else out? You know, it's always been in me. My mind has always been like like education and because I get it from my dad, you know, he's a real entrepreneur, you know, he had his own restaurant, he's worked in numerous fields, he was a director for nursing colleges and stuff like that. So I've always seen him just like hustle at one point in life when I was there, he threw newspaper for the Palm Beach Post. So he's always just done whatever it takes, you know, whatever it takes, you know, to provide. So I've always seen it. So going to school and once, you know, just being in school, even when I was playing, I was always just thinking like, okay, my dad be telling me about real estate because he does that on the side as well. You know, um, just different avenues. I'm always just like, okay, you know, um, I'm more than an athlete, you know, but I never thought that day would come this, you know, this fast. I was thinking once my days are playing, you know, once I'm retired, uh, all that type of stuff, I can kind of have my mind in the right place. Um, but it's been in me. So the transition was hard, but it just took, I'll say, a while for me to realize, like, what I want to do because you can do a lot. You know, but I was just like, what do I like? What do I actually enjoy doing? What I'm happy with, you know, doing. So I was just like, let me just hop in the business world and figure it out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know about you, but when I hear college hunks, I mean, I'm, I'm drawn right to it, right? Like that. <laughs> um, but, but it's a catchy name, college hunks, hauling junk and moving. How, how did this kind of come together? How did it all really kind of formulate itself, you know? Yeah, so College Hunks, it's a it's a franchise. Um, it's been around for about, I think, I want to say 2004, if I'm not mistaken, or 2006. Uh, Omar Solomon, one of the co-founders, went to University of Miami, and that's kind of where it all began. Um, so right now there's about 165 franchises. Um, I was actually 
uh, in West Palm at the time, and one of our partners, uh, Mike Murphy, you know, he owns uh, Toyota dealerships, he reached out to me. He was like, yeah, I got this friend named Omar. He has this company called College Hunks. They started, um, they do moving in, like, junk removal. And I was like, college what? Like, what do you mean, co like, college hunks? I never heard of it. <laughs> when when I hear of college hunks, I, I think of something else, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's how I started. So, I literally, he's like, yeah, we want to start one in Miami. You know, um, we think, you know, it's uh, the right time. And, you know, at this moment, you know, we think you could be the perfect fit to kind of join in, you know, considering I went there, he went there. Um, you know, the colors, obviously, as well. Yeah. You know, it just makes it just made sense, you know. So we met, talked for like a week, uh, flew up to Tampa, and we got to organizing everything and getting everything squared away, and we came to you know uh, an agreement, um, a partnership, and here we are. You know, we started it uh, this year, and this is about what our ninth month or our eighth month uh, business. So, yeah. So do you kind of see NIL deals being a part of this? I mean, obviously the Tyler Van Dyke video is definitely interesting and, and things like that, but is that something that can kind of continue and, and, and maybe separate yourself a little bit, you know? Yeah. So I think uh, NIL is important definitely for us. Um, you know, here at College Chunks, you know, we strive to build leaders and I think uh, the type of people we bring in here and the, as far as just College Chunks and the type of guys we want in NIL, they kind of align. Um, just like someone like Tyler Van Dyke is like someone we want like here, like in College Hunks. We want to have that type of leader in a position here at College Hunks. So it was a no brainer. We looked around like the state of Florida, you know, especially Miami. And we're just like Tyler Van Dyke, you know, that's the guy that, I mean, he's the epitome of what we stand for here at College Hunks. So I was just like, okay, um, you know, let, let's do it. You know, so Omar, you know, got with uh, Tyler's agent um, and stuff and they, came up with, you know, all the different requirements and all that type of stuff. And then, you know, um, we went and shot a commercial and it was, it was very easy, you know, it felt right. You know, um, we didn't feel like, well, I, at least in our eyes, you know, we don't think he felt like, well, we know that he didn't feel like, uh, it was like some awkward or sure. you know, whatnot. Cause when you're dealing with good people and everyone has like the same kind of vision and same kind of heart, it makes everything go a lot easier and a lot quicker. Um, so, uh, you know, that's what we plan on doing, though, uh, with NIL here, College Hunks. You know, we definitely want to, you know, be like that, you know, that main company there at the University of Miami because, um, you know, those guys are, you know, great. The kids there are great athletes, not only that, but great people. And, um, you know, they're they're helping us the same way we're helping them, you know. So our yeah. returns are, are great, you know, and they're, you know, they're taken care of as well. Take me behind the scenes about how this works. I mean – does someone reach out to Tyler Van Dyke's business manager or agent or something? And then it's kind of figured out money wise and then it's shot. And then it's, is it that easy or is it a little more complicated? Yeah, it's a little bit more complicated, you know, um, because, you know, the business at the end of the day, you want to have uh, the right amount of value, you know, from the athlete. And then the athlete has to kind of agree to it and want to do it, you know, because um, yeah. not every athlete is going to just, I mean, they might, but the, prominent ones the really good ones with like you know they're signed to like guys like Drew Rosenhaus you know that's who Tyler Van Dyke's with yeah. um they're gonna you know they know the value they have an athlete so you're gonna kind of have to go back and forth for a little second you know but um I think in our case we're just willing to you know get someone like Tyler Van Dyke you know on board um you know because he could definitely help our company grow you know um just from him posting about us and just being a part of the brand you know that's that's good enough for us um so um, it's not, it's, it's, it can be, um, I think if you're doing like a, 
long-term partnership, I think it can get a little tedious as far as requirements throughout every month and all that type of stuff. But for us, I think we didn't, we weren't trying to make it a pressure type situation with, you know, a guy that's playing for our school, you know? Yeah. So, um, so we, I think we, I'm pretty, we took care of him. We took care of him and he took care of us. So. Yeah. Yeah. And talk about the business. This, this seems perfect for a college town, right? Kids are moving in, kids are moving out. There's apartments. There's a whole lot of junk to move, right? Yep. Yes, sir. So that's like one of our goals. Uh, we want to be able to move the entire city of Miami, um, especially the university of Miami. There's college students, like you're saying, moving in and out, you know, um, literally every semester, you know, the summertime, obviously they're going back home. Um, so definitely getting into the university of Miami, being a preferred moving company there. And then just like really all these apartment high rises down here in the city of Miami, you know, our goal is to try and get into, you know, at least a hundred of them, you know, um, cause people are moving every single day. Um, you know, whether it's good or bad, whether people are getting evicted or just leaving or moving across town or moving from the apartment to the next, or even moving within the building. We had that a couple of times here, but our goal is just to move the entire city of Miami. We want to be that prominent company down here, um, and anyone that likes the canes, I think, you know, they kind of see the truck and the colors and I think they already kind of on our side a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and I've moved a lot in my life and it's complete hell to do it yourself. So, I mean, it is absolutely worth every dollar to hire some strong guys to come in and do it while you can kind of just drive your car to the next place. Listen, I told my mom, uh, we, I moved in college and I told my mom I would never, ever move ever again by myself because me and her were just grabbing couches trying to get more of the balcony, all type of stuff. And I was like, yeah. Mr. Mom, I'll pay whatever. I'm never <laughs> doing this again. It was way too much. Um, so I, I get it. I've been there. I've done it. So that's our message. We try to provide stress-free moving, uh, junk move for all our customers. As a former player, um, seeing Mario there now, how big is that and how cool is it to see kind of what he's building and what's kind of going on there? Those, um, I know people say this every time we get new, a new coach. Yeah the same thing but this time around it feels refreshing it feels uh it feels right you know the timing everything about it i think the support from the school from a financial standpoint as well um i think they're everyone's on the same board you know uh on the same have the same mindset you know i think once the football team is doing great i think everything else in the school falls right along with it you know so i think finally administration and everyone from top to bottom realizes that and they're like, let's put all our resources into that so we can be the best program and really compete like the Alabamas, Ohio States, Georgias. Let's give the support, you know, to the coaching. You know, now we got, I mean, as many assistant coaches I think I've ever seen at Miami now than we we ever had, you know. But if you look at like Alabama, Clemson, you look at our sideline, they have literally like 25, 50 assistant coaches, you know, um, to help you know, provide assistance to these coaches because one coach can't do it by himself. Right. You know, when I was there, like Coach Dugans, I know he had like, you know, uh, one other assistant like helping, you know, um, but, you know, one's not enough, you know, in today's day and age, you know, you got a room full of, you know, 11 receivers, you know, uh, trying to keep up with everyone and keep, every, you know, it's a lot. So I think the yeah. more support makes everything and makes everyone's job a lot easier. Um, and I think that's one of the biggest things I've seen. Um, changes wise, you know, from school besides just like NIL and everyone actually trying to get back and help the school out. So 
are are Canes fans going to be as excited in a couple of weeks after the, going to Texas A and M, or is there still a building process? Here we go. Hey, here we go. Hey, listen. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I will say, I will say this, man. Texas A and M, uh, they're a good program. You know, um, I think Jim Fisher over there, he's doing a great job. But I just, I like us. End of the day, you know, I think um, the difference in that game is going to be like the quarterback play, and I'm betting everything on Tyler Van Dyke any day of the week. Know, I've seen it firsthand, so I like us, you know, in a in a win. Um, so I wouldn't be. I'm not. It's not gonna surprise me win the game, to be honest. Um, it's gonna be. It's not gonna be uh, like a blowout or anything. It's gonna be right. off, right? It's gonna come down to who's well prepared, who's well coached, all that type of stuff, the little things, special teams. But uh, end of the day, our quarterback versus their quarterback. <laughs> so I like us. Awesome. That is Amon Richards, former four star wide receiver. If you're in Miami. Check out College Hunks, Hauling Junk and Moving. Great name, Amon. Thanks for joining me today, man. Uh, thank you, man. I got I to gotta get that you up there. <laughs>